You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. This movie review also comes for subscribers at Time Lord level or above an uncut, unedited, longer video version of the review. Become a subscriber and check it out. Into this wild abyss, the womb of nature, and perhaps her grave, of neither sea, no shore, no air, nor fire, but all these in their pregnant causes mixed confusedly, and which thus must ever fight, unless the almighty maker them ordained his dark materials to create more worlds. Hello, this is Bradley Martin of the Screener Squad, and I'll be reviewing His Dark Materials Season 2 with my friends. You're right, that did sound pretentious. <laughs> that was a pretentious asshole move. Good job, Bradley. It's from Paradise Lost by John Milton, which allegedly inspired the book series on which this HBO series is based. Bullshit. I thought he just wanted to say fuck religion. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how well that translates into the show we watched. But yes, I'm Bradley Martin's Damon. If you're watching it on screen, it happens to be a yellow squid. Gurgle, gurgle. Oh, we got Robert Garza with us. Hello, everybody. And, you know, we're going to sing together in a pitch perfect for this review. So naturally, we have Harmony with us. Hello. How is everybody doing? (laughs) Beautiful. Wonderful. Thank you. And, of course, we have Doggett. Atheist Doggett. (laughs) so just a quick synopsis i'm going to give of the first season followed by a quick synopsis of the second and we'll dive right into it i'm going to ask you some some questions here we're going to get some answers perhaps the answer lyra of jordan college wants to spend time with her dad lord asriel who wants to go to new worlds worlds in the sky And the Magisterium says, oh, no, 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 there ain't no city in the clouds. You stay on Earth, boy. To which he disagrees with, and Lyra follows him. On her adventures, she meets a badass talking bear who is king of the, uh, what, ice? Badass talking bears. Of badass talking bears. Uh, She meets an aeronaut named Lee Scoresby, who is played by Lin-Manuel Miranda, was kind of doing a Han Solo-ish type of thing with that role. Or was Han Solo doing a Lee? If somebody tells me George Lucas read Paradise Lost, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Pursued by her mother, which I think is a secret until mid-season. Yeah, Mrs. Belacroix. I don't remember her first name. Why don't Coulter, I... Mrs. Coulter, Coulter. Marissa Coulter. Marissa Coulter. Why don't I remember her name? I wouldn't mispronounce it in front of her. No, no, not at all. She'll. Mm, she pursues Lyra because she knows that her daughter is important and should be by her side. And her ex, Azriel, 
is a son of a bitch. <laughs> Amen. So Azriel goes up to the mountains. Lyra and her friend Roger are like, surprise, we're here too. And Lord Azriel is relieved to find out that Lyra has brought a friend so he can open up the gate to another world without murdering his daughter. I'll just leave it at that. And season two starts off with Lyra going to the other world in pursuit of her father. And everybody in every other aspect of character going, where's Lyra? Where did Lyra go? <laughs> Has anyone seen Lyra? <laughs> so Harmony, uh, Doggett. Everybody asked Yeah, And Robert are here with us. I've blathered on enough. Hopefully you got something out of that. Listeners are dear, dear listeners. I have my first starting point, which is fuck uh, Asriel, or whatever the fuck his name is. Oh my god. Lord Asriel. Who had a creepier smile on their face, uh, Pennywise or Asriel, when they see a kid? (laughs) (laughs) He looked at that, when when they met, he looked at that boy with a knife and fork. What was this season about? Uh, This season was about the subtle knife. Yeah, about finding the knife and... Where we find out that not only do we have multiple worlds and there's connections in between them, but there's actually a held and protective secret weapon that actually rips space and time itself. Um, And that becomes the uh, golden goblet, as it were, for season two. Well, when does the golden compass come to play? That was in the first episode, the first season. The atheliometer is the golden compass. Wait, is it ever called the golden compass? Only for horrible, sad Americans who have low reading levels, because I'm pretty sure that's not what they called it in English. Excuse me, sir. The book said the golden compass. The American releases certainly did. I skipped over this guy completely, even though he does play a part in season one. Will, who is the who is also looking for his daddy. And he meets up with Lyra in the in-between worlds of Earth, the one where we live, I believe, is where Will is from, and the, the world of where the Oxford and Jordan College of Lyra, there's a world in between worlds, in between worlds. and Chittagatze. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And he's kind of been going back and forth like, oh, where's my dad? Uh, I love my mom. And not the best impression because I think this actor is very good, Amir Wilson. So Will and Lyra spend time in a third world that we haven't seen until this one where the knife is locked in a tower and it's keeping the specters away. And that world that they're in serves like a neat little base so that, like, uh, Bradley mentioned we have all these pots stirring in these different worlds and no one knows what anybody else is doing and nobody knows where anybody else is a, a cool place for the kids to be on their own without adults which I don't think really got pushed you know we don't this isn't very long form I think the eight episodes works good and bad but stuff like character development mm-hmm. it's not doing real well but I did like that the kids got their own place and we also get to see Bella Ramsey Hardcore Lady Marmont from Game of Thrones be the little uh, upstart angry in in the town. And so we get some cool friction there. Yeah, she was great. She's also in the criminally underrated The Worst Witch on Netflix, if anybody's interested in half-hour children's programming. We have the in-between world. And Lyra just wants to know where her father is to ask why she would kill. Why did you kill Rolcha? And she wants to know where her place is because everybody that meets Lyra from the... Uh, 
strangers to the big I'm so important type of people of the world to chance passings with nice physicists are like, wow, there's something important about you, Lyra. You might be the most important person I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And she certainly, Daphne Keene, oh my gosh, she has to sell the hell out of being that important. And I think she pulls it off. What do you guys think? She's got a very serious, I mean, we saw this in, in Logan. Logan, I can think. I was like Wolverine, one of them. I can't remember what. Yeah, like, where she has this very same actress has this very severe look to her. Very. <laughs> you know, what my favorite lines of her and Logan were, it was uh, Spanish dialogue and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty good scream. But I, I really like Daphne Keene. I think she's she does a a great job with this character. It's hard to kind of for a young person to portray a lot of gravitas and i think she has that like she's just everything is so serious and important to her even because it's a serious and important journey that she's on um and i think she plays it really well you hear that <laughs> bring back x23 x23 is what i'm saying yeah basically um i i like her and uh the will keen who's her father is also in the show and her father plays the the guy who becomes the pope or lack of i forget the character what, what the magisterium that's that's will keen that's her father and you can see in the eyes like how they are related they, they both have this very stern look and i'm like oh that's where she gets it one thing i liked about the second season is uh like we were talking joking about kids programming like I mean, the, the the books aside, for the show, I was really interested in how the tone was going to carry. And man, I just think the menacing stuff on the show is so good. One of the weirdest shows I watched for a weird reason was um, Bates Motel. Because I thought it was so appalling how Highmore and um, uh, Farmiga looked like they were going to make out all the time, but they never did. You know? But that's why I watched it, because they played that tension. So if, there's a season of the Americans, too, where they want him to usurp like a 15-year-old girl, you know, to get information from her dad. But this show, of all the reasons I liked it, I love Ruth Wilson. Th this turn for Coulter in season two, including the, the coup de gras uh, chest and the uh, reveal at the, the end of the where we're going with it, I think was really good. I like from the book, they batted more between her and her Damon, which is a dynamic that I think really sells the big idea of the show about what is power and uh, whether you use it for good or not. Um, you know, who has it and who doesn't get any. Yeah. I think it also talks a lot about what humanity is. So the idea of, of that particular world, having the visible demons that, you know, you can see that's that person's soul, like, right there. Um, and the fact that Coulter has this ability to be so cruel and cold and calculating. Um, and, like, you can see there are times when her, her demon is like, are you sure about this? And, like, she just shuts him down. Like, he doesn't say a word. Everybody else's demons talk. Her demon doesn't talk. I don't remember if this is ever discussed why he doesn't talk. But it, it, it kind of bothers me. <laughs> Like, what have you done to this poor creature 
What have you done to yourself to completely shut that off? It's such yeah. a heartbreaking character in this culture. And that's hard to say because, as you pointed out, Robert, she is cruel, despicable, and I don't even want to say evil because good and evil seems... No, she's evil. <laughs> she's calculating. She is, she, is, she is from a world where all of her strengths have been kind of cultivated to be secretive or to be underhanded because she wasn't able to be overtly who she is in that world. Um, so that's, that's tragic. And it, it doesn't, that doesn't make her a bad person. What she does makes her a bad person. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Azrael sucks too. He's a piece of shit too. Yeah. Actually, it's a competition between the two of them on who's the worst parent or human being. It's a, like, I had to bake a list and check it twice and it tied. Well, she meets a doctor, a physicist named Mary, right? And Mary talks about uh, Simone Kirby as the character's actress's name. She talks about all the papers she's published on dark matter. And just the heartbreak of Rita Wilson when she's like, you're a woman. What do you mean your work was published? You're a doctor. Yeah, you're a doctor. What? And it's like, wow, your world sucks. Miss Coulter, that's terrible. And it, it's not too far to the term, not spoilers or anything, but there's some scenes with Boreal um, who is trying to be her, uh, uh, you know, cohort in what she may or may not be doing behind the Mysterium's back. And there's a scene where he's like, you know, me and you are both great. And that look on her face is like, you're not even on the fucking board. You're not even on the, you're not on the playing field at all. For you to think that you are my equal in any way is insulting to us both <laughs> daggers yeah that's that sucks though because yeah he really admired her she seems to just push everybody away i did really dig uh dr dr malone by S simone kirby i really like how they i mean i'm i'm sure they could work with other actors but she really carries the part of the plot with the machine which is the analog in her world for the alethiometer she played that really well. I thought she was convincing. The science stuff is good and all that stuff. Sometimes people trip over those words and it's like, yeah, it's a script. I'm not saying she came off as a physicist, but like I, I thought that stuff was really good because it's such a the rest of the shows is like tiny animals and magic. And then she's talking, talking to a machine like I just I thought it played real well. Now, how do you, I want to touch on two points. First one. Yes, she's talking to a machine dark matter and it starts talking back to her after she chance encounters a young girl mm -hmm. me personally i'd have said nope change professions <laughs> close the computer yeah how, how did you guys feel about the way the magic of jordan college where lyra's from and the magic and i'm using magic as an umbrella term works in our world did you think that was pretty good or i i liked it because i like that part of of maggie's and i forget her last name the the doctors uh the physicists her her background is that she used to be a nun and that she kind of lost her faith and that's why she went into science and for her to kind of regain some sort of faith faith through this girl who shows up and kind of shows her that all this stuff is possible and you know like you said she realizes pretty pretty quickly that lyra is special um i i i kind of I, I enjoyed that like that resonated with me 
Yeah, I love the relationship and the chemistry that Keen actually has with every character in this. Uh, the second thing, before we get into our final thoughts, as these books progress, like book one, uh, I think it's called The Golden Compass, as we said, is kind of like, what do you think of religion? You ever question that? Book two is, you know you're stupid if you go to a religious thing, right? <laughs> so the show, I feel, doesn't dive into that wholeheartedly, but do you think it still has that uh, Philip Pullman, let's try atheism out, I'll say, quality, or did they abandon that completely? In the book, the the low, the low road is much more laid out in terms of what's going on there. I do think in the show we're hyper-condensing the magisterium to being in war with the witches. Yeah. And that's kind of, we don't, we're not getting, if this was a 12-episode season, maybe we'd get sermons in the magisterium and more talk about order and, you know, we're we're setting up, we'll get to this in final thoughts, I'm sure, but, you know, we're really setting up a villain that has not been really fleshed out at all in the series. And so for that not to be the magisterium, I think it just, that's why it's less a big part of the show. Is it enough condensing that the third season can be a satisfying final season? One thing we'll say about this season is that it was supposed to be eight episodes and COVID happened. And so they had enough to wrap the seventh plot, they said, in seven episodes and we're okay. I'm sure there were, you know, things that happened in that last one that they wanted to happen about 45 minutes later. But mm -hmm. there's just so little time in these eight-hour shows that are not that are that are continuing series. Yeah, I'm a really big fan of the limited series stuff, like the one season, in and out, six or eight episodes, or like I think Watchmen did it with nine or whatever it was. Like that works. But there's just so much stuff that. What I will say on top of all that is that if you haven't read the books or if you had and you really enjoyed them and you're open, I think the show plays fine. Robert, your final thoughts. I'm going to go seven and a half out of 10 plot lines happening at the same time. I, I think because it's, it's truncated with the eighth episode and knowing we only have one more season to go, they've announced there's a third season as the finale that's the only reason I've knocked it down a little bit because there, to me, this whole season was world building. We've we've got angels, we've got uh, specters, we've got the knife, we've got uh, the thing that's mostly consonants that the one witch is looking for that I don't know how to pronounce. We don't even know what that is yet that she's got to go look that's for. That's the subtle knife. That's the subtle knife. Okay, that so was, yeah. all of this stuff is put in here. And like I said, the main evil the authority is here to yet explained you know even the bad guys on the show kind of seem to be doing their own bad things like there's not even a concerted like <laughs> everybody there's just a bunch of evil people and we got to deal with everybody <laughs> but I, I totally trust the the people that gave us this this stuff that i really liked uh to to de deliver in the last season especially knowing that it's ending and uh, Ruth Wilson is by far my favorite villain of the year. And I really hope I get to see her in scene with more children in 2022. <laughs> Harmony. The, the show is beautiful. Um, it's, 
it's very stylized in a in, in a way that's that I think draws you in um, with with these different locations. Like you can tell that they're human, you know, but they're not all the same. So you have, you know, let's say Jordan College is is Lyra's world, and Oxford is Will's world, and then Chittagatze, which is the one in between that we spend a lot of time in. That they all, they all feel very real, but they all feel alien to what you're used to you know what i mean like in like in my world it feels very different which not that i'm saying in a different world but you know what i mean but um so i really appreciate the the attention to detail for that um i would have liked to seen and this is true with for the first season like more people's demons um just i think that's just a cgi (laughs) limitation where they're like we're not gonna put it you can't see everybody's you know, that's, that'll just be chaos and way too much money. But so that's a little disappointing. But the show I've really enjoyed um, is I I had a hard time getting through the second book. I found watching the show easier. <laughs> maybe it's just maybe because Pullman is just so, you know, heavy handed with with the, you know, um, this this was this was enjoyable to me. And I I would, you know, miss a couple weeks so I could binge watch a couple, you know, so. So I, I, that was fun for me. Um, I think I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a seven out of 10 lopped fingers. <laughs> Gross. Dog it. Dog it. But I don't know. I thought it was okay. I like that it's short. I didn't read the book, so I don't know what I'm missing out. So, you know, <laughs> guess I'm a pretty lucky guy. <laughs> But yeah, I enjoyed it. It's, you know, the first season's kind of drags, and this one didn't. So, plus for this season. Uh, I'm sorry, I just can't get over how evil these parents are. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a choice between a dude who will use a child as fuel and a mom who can literally control the mentors. It's, it's a hard choice. And, you know, I, I agree with everything you all said. So, I would give this seven out of ten. I was gonna say fathers, but I can't see any. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. That was very good. Yeah. Some of Bradley. Okay. No, I agree with a lot of what what you're all saying. Really, it's such a good adaptation because the like you said, Harmony, the second book drags as well. It's a lot of witch meetings, a lot of. What's going to happen? Something's going to happen. Only Lyra knows what's going to happen. Where's my father? And that gets really dull. And I think the actors really elevated that kind of, I don't want to say boring, because there's so much interesting things that Philip writes. Uh, Mr. Pope, and I think he's a sir. I'd have to check into that. And some of it's thrown on the, all along the wayside, uh, possibly out of not wanting to be canceled, like you were pointing out, Robert, possibly out of uh, necessity because of the production being thrown into shambles there towards the end. But I did enjoy watching this. I'm going to give this one, mm, let's go with seven as well little cutesy fuzzy creatures that only pan gets to turn into because he's got the majority of the budget he got hey he got more budget than ghost did 
Yeah, he did. Panda's the sweetest baby. Ghost is watching that shape-shifting animal like, this is some bullshit. 